Hello and welcome. I'm Sofiko and this is Creative Minds Speaking, a podcast where I have conversations with creative industry professionals, bringing into the spotlight those incredible people who are behind the scenes of art and entertainment is the main goal of this podcast. On today's episode, I'm very happy to chat with Cristina Nadal. Cristina is an Associate Digital Account Manager at Interscope Records. She is an incredible music business professional, and I'm so happy to have her on the show today. Hi, Cristina. Thank you for being on the show. How are you doing? Hola, Sofigo. Doing very well. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so excited for our conversation. So if you're ready, let's start. Yeah, let's do it. Could you please tell us your background? Okay, so, well, I'm from San Juan, Puerto Rico, so the Caribbean. Um, and I lived, I'm, I'm right here in Puerto Rico right now for the holidays. So I, I lived here pretty much all my life until I was like 18 and went to school. I went to, to Syracuse University in New York. Um, and I did my bachelor's there on advertising. Uh, so a little bit different than music business, but we'll get to that. Um, so I did that and then I came back to Puerto Rico and started working as an advertising copywriter and did that a few for a few years. And then I went to Berkeley and everything. So that's a little bit uh, of me. Nice. So uh, before going to Berkeley and before having your current role, you never worked in the music business, right? No, not at all. I mean... I I love music, um, but not in the traditional sense. Like, I don't play an instrument. I don't sing. I definitely don't sing. Um, but I've always, like, loved music uh, since uh, very little. You know, I think I come from a musical uh, house in the sense that my mother always used to have music on in the in 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 the home and you know I've always gone to a lot of concerts mostly because she like you know bought the tickets and everything since I was very young um so I've always very been very interested in music I was sort of that freak teenager that you know the the artists that I loved you know I would be a freak about you know I knew everything about them and you know I would read the liner notes on their albums I would write reviews about music, you know, and, and publish them in like Amazon.com. You know, like Ooh. you can buy albums on Amazon. Well, I would write reviews when I was like 15, like, which is super weird. Like people, normal people don't do that. So, so, yeah, I didn't, you know, I hadn't worked in the industry per se, but, you know, I loved music and especially like finding out about the background of our uh, of artists and their teams, you know, I would see that that um, artists would tag people in pictures or or whatever, and I would follow them. And then, you know, I understand now that it was the manager or the PR or whatnot. So, so yeah, I've always been a freak, but I I didn't work in the industry. <laughs> yeah, nice, love it. Yeah. And was there a certain moment in your life when you decided to switch careers and do music professionally? Yeah. And what was maybe there a certain event that pushed you to actually apply for Berkeley? Yeah, so I've always sort of been interested to 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 find a way to sort of work in the industry in some way. Um, the reason why I went into advertising was because I felt like it was a career that I could, you know, 
go into and have a job. Like the music business part of things was so like abstract to me. You know, I'm from San Juan and there's no real industry here. Like uh, Puerto Rico is a machine of creating artists, of talent and everything. But in terms of an industry per se, it's not really organized on everything. And this is something Annelise told you in her uh, podcast. And I completely agree. You know, it's very it's it's not so so possible to go into the industry like that so for me advertising was a a way to channel sort of what I liked I I've always liked writing a lot so I became a copywriter and and to give you a, a definition you know a very simple definition of what a copywriter does it's pretty much like write the words in an ad you know or write the script to a tv ad or something like that so that's why I went into that so but always, you know, very interested in music and following artists and whatnot. So I started working as a copywriter in San Juan. And I did that for about four or five years. Um, but always wanted to sort of find a way to to gravitate towards music. I felt like the things that I was doing were things that I could definitely do for artists or for music or whatever. Um, and I had um, done my research in terms of programs, uh, master programs and everything. And I had Berkeley on like my my list for a few years, actually. But I was afraid. The There were two reasons. The number one and the most, I think, the, the, the most powerful one was money, because doing a master program is expensive. Um, so that was definitely a thing that I was like, oof, but is it worth it for me to put that amount of money? I don't even know if I'll get a job afterwards. And then the second one obviously was, was the sort of being afraid of, you know, it it would be, it would mean leaving a a job, a good job, a job that I enjoyed really. And I had a a really uh, good network of friends and colleagues. I was enjoying it, but there was, you know, very cliche. There was something missing. You know, and it was mm-hmm. sort of that the passion, the passion that I've always had for for music. Um, so that kind of made me doubt for a few years. Um, but once Hurricane Maria happened, and again, this is something Annalise also mentioned in hers, um, that kind of changed everything because everything became like super, you know, weird, you know. We didn't have power in my house, and I think we were lucky. We were without power for about a month and a half. But most of the island was without power for months. And, you know, that pretty much, like, shattered everything, all the plans. Um, Many people lost their jobs. Um, Thankfully, I didn't lose mine, but there were obviously, you know, certain limitations and everything. But I don't know. After that, it kind of got me thinking. You know, I I didn't have anything to lose. applying to Berkeley or whatever I didn't even know if I was going to get in so it was like well whatever Uh, I honestly don't have anything to lose so I applied and got in and and that's where I met you and amazing people over there so that's how it happened (laughs) I'm so happy you applied it of course it's very sad that this terrible event is something that pushed you to do this but I'm so happy that you did (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so once you applied and once you got to Berkeley, was it hard for you to be back to school after so many years? Well, I thought 
that it would be. I mean, it's a it's a challenge to go back to that sort of you know it's it's completely different. Uh, the schedule of classes and having to study and had to do homework and stuff like that. But but honestly, I I always was a, a good student when I was in high school and you know in 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 undergrad. Um, so going back to that wasn't difficult. I mean, to tell you the truth, my year in at Berkeley felt like like a vacation in the sense <laughs> of of you know advertising uh, is a very crazy world like cutthroat like it's like we're saving lives but you're not so mm-hmm. you know uh, late nights and and a lot of stress so going to school and you know having a class that starts at 11 a.m and then I'm done at four like it was fine I think the 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 hardest part was the you know studying and having to do projects outside of school because obviously once you're in the workforce you know you do your job and then you're you can relax in in theory obviously it's not like that every day but in theory you go to work and you are there for for the full day and then you can disconnect and do other things at night or whatnot but here in in Berkeley you would have to you know do an essay or whatever was the assignment um but yeah i would say that and then the the other hard part was not making money because mm-hmm. once you uh, you know get used to that uh, <laughs> bank account, then it hurts to see it go down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel you, yeah. <laughs> and I hope that your answer will inspire others who maybe are also afraid to go back to school to pursue their dreams to actually do this. So that's, that's amazing that you did it. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> and uh, can you maybe tell us how um, you got your job? Because... Yeah. You're working in a Latin segment of Interscope Records, and um, when you got a job, this segment wasn't even really existing. You were one of the first people working there, right? So maybe, can you share that? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's an odd story because I don't think when, you know, for example, when we used to get a lot of visits at Berkeley um, from professionals in the industry, they would, you know, give their stories of how they they got that first job or or giving us like recommendations of what we should do to get a job but no one ever you know said I got a job applying online you know it, it's really not how it usually works it it's more who you know and who you connected with at XYZ conference or something like that um but in my case it was a fairly weird thing you know I I saw um, a job posting and I and I applied but there's a little bit of more background here um, a, a few months before I, I applied to that job uh, I saw the the news at like billboard.com or whatever that that Interscope had like hired this like very well-known uh, executive uh, from another major, um, mainly to sort of develop a Latin, uh, um, a Latin Division. office um, for the for the label. So I already had that it's sort of in my radar because I imagine well they're we're opening an uh, an office that's going to mean jobs. So 
fast forward like two months or something like that. And I was like browsing the openings at like the UMG website and this um, position, uh, admin position uh, in Miami for Interscope uh, uh, appeared. So when I saw the Miami part, I was like, like it, it, the, the um, description per se didn't say anything about Latin, but uh, since it said Miami, I was like, well, this is definitely for the Latin venture. Um, so I applied, um, and then I got, uh, called back. Like, I don't know. They wrote to me like two days after the large, um, like a first interview and, you know, it's a bit, it's a long process, a few interviews and whatnot, but, but yeah, it really stemmed from me applying online, which I know is very strange. (laughs) Wow. That's really like very unusual situation, really. Even yeah. though it shouldn't be because like you reply, you should yeah. get an interview, but in music industry, not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you started there as an assistant and then you got promoted to being associate digital account manager. <laughs> so my question is, um, how kind of, how did you show to your like senior seniors um, that you are capable of being more than just an assistant I mean I think I was very very fortunate and very lucky to sort of be part of that very initial group that started Um, you know there was nothing when I got there (laughs) there were my supervisors and like two other people and that was it um So that admin position, it was admin, um, production, um, you know, marketing, A&R, everything, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Um, So I think that that gave me the opportunities to show what I was capable of. You know, it was a learning experience altogether because, again, I had never worked in the industry before. I only had like sort of my, my educational part which is great, but it's never going to be compared to like real life uh, situations. So those first, like I say, six months, they were hard because it was starting from scratch. You know, we were all new. So, and, and in a different city, so we couldn't, you know, we could always um, sort of uh, ask our colleagues in the Los Angeles office, which is the main office, but it's different because you're you're miles away. Uh, there's a time difference, so we kind of had to pretty pretty much figure it out. Um, and I think that during those months, you know, there were stressful months, but they were like super exciting at the same time. And I learned so so much. Um, and then I think that little by little, um, my supervisors sort of noticed the things that you know I could work more uh, on. Um, so with time, you know, uh, more people joined the team and, and we were able to sort of shift around a little bit to, to, to sort of concentrate more on certain aspects. I still do, um, a little bit of everything and which I love because I love to continue learning about like the different departments and everything. But, but then now I'm more focused on, on, on sort of the, the DSPs area. So like I handle the relationships with companies like Spotify, Apple, YouTube, that sort of thing. Nice. Uh, could you please tell us a little bit more on what Digital Account Manager does? Yeah. 
mean, I I would imagine that it 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 um it varies from company to company. I can only talk to what I do. In my case, it's pretty much like maintaining that relationship with them, uh, with the different companies. Um, so it's sort of, and uh, um, JJ spoke to this uh, in his podcast, but basically I'm maintaining that relationship and, you know, keeping them up to date with what our artists are doing, what songs we are um, releasing in the next months, the next year, et cetera, et cetera. And then sort of, you know, negotiating with them support. You know, can we uh, have a cover because we are running digital campaigns that will uh, bring you more listeners um, to your platform or whatnot? Um, so that sort of thing. So that's a, an interesting thing to do because it's nothing is set in stone and, and it changes every time. And you have to like little by little um, meet these people and, and become closer to them and everything so so it's been definitely a, a learning experience in the past year or so and are you responsible for a certain dsp like apple music spotify or you kind of work with all of them um at this point i work with all of them um mm -hmm. just the again we're a small office um so so at this point i do work with all of them but if you go to like bigger companies like with bigger rosters and whatnot you can see that sometimes uh you know one person is assigned to one account like spotify or apple or whatever but right now yeah i am um the main contact for for all of them and is it hard for you to kind of build those relationships or maybe do you have some tips on how to build better relationships yeah. with all those people I, i'm definitely you know this is a, a learning process so i'm still learning so mm -hmm. so um the the thing that i would say is obviously this year it has become a challenge just because we can't see people uh, in person you know normally you would see them at events or you know going to dinner or lunch or whatnot and now it's all zoom So, so yes, you develop, you, you find ways to develop a relationship with people, but yeah, definitely this year has been a challenge for everyone. Basically, it's been quite interesting to adjust to, to that new reality. Unfortunately, we have to, <laughs> and, uh, what would you say is your favorite part about working at Interscope Records? Oof, there's many things I love. Obviously, I mean it's a it's an important company and and the roster of artists. Even though you know, obviously, we we only deal directly with the Latin ones, but you know, it's a it's a company that has the likes of Billie Eilish, Lady Gaga. You know, those are huge names. So so thinking, you know, like I'm sort of kind of close to them is like amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also um. You know, it's been great to be able to, since we're such a small team in Miami, um, we've, we've developed a really nice working relationships uh, within the office. You know, we're, we're all very young. You know, we've got the executives, obviously, the heads and whatnot, but everyone else is really young. So I kind of really like that because we're all learning and, you know, we bring a different perspective to things. So, yeah, I think like building those relationships is definitely one of the things that I like the most. 
And um, do you see yourself working mostly with Latin acts, or um, you don't, you, or you think maybe you will switch later to Interscope main office where they work with Lady Gaga and Billie Eilish? <laughs> well, never say never, but the truth is, I I believe I'll stay in Latin just because it's what I know, you know, mm -hmm. and it's what I I know and what I love. So I do think that I'll, I'll stay on the Latin side, but, you know, in recent years, it kind of has sort of merged a little bit. It's the, the lines are blurred. So, so, you know, you never know, but, but yeah, Latin definitely. And for this job, you had to relocate yourself to Miami. Um, was this tr transition hard for you to move or not really? I mean, Not really in the sense of living in a different place because I, I, I have been lucky enough to, to sort of had that experience before when I went to, to, to college, obviously. And then during my college years, I did um, some study abroad programs. So I lived a little bit in, for a few months in, in France and also in the UK, in London. And then, you know, did the Valencia program. So so that thing I've experienced before. So that definitely wasn't something big. It was, uh, 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 you know, I would say the actual move was a bit more complicated. Because to sort of give you a background of how it went, like I had to leave Berkeley before. Um, you know, we were supposed to end at like July, but they wanted somebody to come in in June. So I pretty much left um, Valencia, I believe it was early June. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, when you get an offer from Interscope, you're leaving yeah. everything, right? I mean, you're just yeah. going for I mean, it. Obviously, I, I talked to the school to make sure I was capable of doing it, you know, like with the credits and whatnot. Because, you know, I mean, I did spend a year there. It better count. You know, I better get a fucking master's degree. Sorry for the words. Um, uh, so, so the interesting thing was I already had planned a trip to PR, um, to San Juan because, uh, one of my best friends was going to get married. So I already had a ticket. So that part wasn't complicated. What I did was I didn't came, go back. You know, I, I went to, that literally was like the second week of June. I went to her wedding on like a Saturday and got on a plane on a Sunday and started to work on a Monday. Wow. So that was crazy. That, that definitely was crazy. You know, you shouldn't do that. You should ask for, uh, you know, two weeks so you can settle in and whatnot. So I lived on an Airbnb for like two or three weeks. And then thankfully I found an apartment and everything. So I would say that, um, uh, as a whole, the transition wasn't hard. You know, Miami, It's a, a city where you don't even need to speak English. You know, it's like the capital of Latin America, really. So the food and everything, you know, that's really easy to, to adjust to. Um, but yeah, that first few weeks were, were interesting. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this uh, kind of official part of the podcast. And um, by the end of the conversation, I always ask some very quick questions. Some of them are silly, so you ready for those? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have any book, movie, and song recommendations for our listeners? Book, I'm gonna go with a very 
you know, traditional choice. Um, I'll go with The Little Prince. I love that book. I know that many people think that's a children's book, but it isn't. Um, I feel like it's filled with like amazing, you know, life les lessons. Um, and it's so, so cute. And then it's in French. Uh, and I love, you know, the French language and the, and the French culture. So, so. And you're fluent in French. Do you use it at work sometimes? Um, no, not, not really. Not, not really. yet. I, I have to, to practice it a little bit, but yeah, I, when I, when I went to Syracuse, like I did like a double major advertising and French because I had already started uh, French really early in, in school. So I kind of just continued it. And then I went to Strasbourg in France for to live for a little while. Yeah, I, I love sort of all the French aesthetic. <laughs> and then movie. Mm, I don't know about a movie, but I'll tell you a series. I just finished um, The Flight Attendant on HBO. It's with Kaylee Cuoco really enjoyed it it's kind of like weird it's the story is like about this flight attendant obviously um that sleeps with a passenger uh, of one of her in one of her um, flights flights yeah and then she wakes up to him being dead beside her so it's kind of like a murder mystery but it's like a comedy i i really enjoyed it it was random but it was cool mm -hmm. And then song, hmm, that this one is obviously the hardest one, um, but but I'll be very predictable and tell you a Taylor Swift song um, from the last album from Evermore, um, Nobody, No Crime. It's like a crime mm -hmm. mystery too, um, and it's sort of like the more country sounding one from from her last album. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, do you have a celebrity crush? Um, yeah, many, but I'll, I'll say Gael Garcia Bernal. He's a Mexican actor. I don't think I know him. I have, oh. I have to check. You <laughs> uh, what is the most useless talent that you have? <laughs> this one, this one, actually, I had the answer, you know, ready. I kill mosquitoes. I'm very good at that. Oh my god, this is so useful, especially in summer. <laughs> uh, oh well. <laughs> and uh, who inspires you the most? Well, I I really get inspiration from Lin Manuel Miranda. He's the creator of the Broadway show Hamilton. I don't know if you've um, heard the songs or been able to see the the play, the the musical, really. Um, but it's just amazing. He's just like a very creative genius. He's always creating, um, you know, whether it's music or movies or whatever. And I just think it's it's amazing what he does. So, yeah, I would say him. Thank you. And thank you so much for the conversation. Uh, do you have maybe some tips, advices to the aspiring music business professionals at the end to share? Um, well, I would just say, like, I, I know it's come, it's a, it can be daunting to make the decision to either change careers or to start doing something if you're, if you're really young. Um, but you know, you, you don't lose anything, you know, by, by doing. 
And the other thing that I was thinking of saying was, um, I've gotten a lot of opportunities by just writing an email, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not difficult to find an, e uh, an email address. You know, if you have the name and the last name of a person, you have their email. You know, there can be a, a few combinations. But uh, a trick I would tell you is if you don't, you're not sure about the email address of someone, send the email to a few uh, addresses. So let's say I'm going to use my name, for example. Cristina period Nadal at XYZ company or C period Nadal at XYZ company. Send it to all those uh, email addresses. If it's not the right one, you'll receive an error message. If you don't receive it, you know you got the right email. And Whoa. you'll be very surprised about the amount of people that actually respond to those. Sometimes you won't receive an answer. But sometimes you do, and you never know, really. Wow, that's so smart and so tricky. <laughs> Thank you for this. <laughs> Thank you so much, really, for this conversation. It was it was so nice to talk to you and to hear your story and to hear your journey. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> Thank you, Sofiko, for the opportunity and for the invite. I think it's great what you're doing, and I hope that you invite like everyone from our class because it's been great to sort of hear everyone's story, because sometimes you just don't know um, their backstory. And then it's amazing to see where we're all at right now. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying this. I'm really, really trying my best to put episodes weekly, and I'm very happy you're enjoying them. Yeah, keep working hard. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Gracias. <laughs>